Hello, and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon, the only podcast that can truly finish the story. I'm your host, Sergio, here with uh, Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to review some Common Rider, specifically Saber, the most recent season. Yes, Common Rider Saber just recently wrapped up two weeks ago, and now it's time to talk about it. Yep. So, uh, some background on on the show. Common Rider Saber is the um, uh, Should second we first season. give some minor background on what Common Rider is in case nobody is smart enough to watch our excellent Common hey. Rider summary? Yes, if you if you didn't if you didn't watch the discussion episode, Common uh, Rider is a show about uh, karate bug people who fight monsters and evil fascist, not 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 Nazis guys. They're not Nazis. They're definitely not Nazis. Don't worry. Anyways. Except for except, except for that one time where they fought Starfish Hitler, he was definitely a Nazi. <laughs> it's a a long running series of Japanese. TV shows, superhero shows specifically. The most recent one that just finished is Common Rider Saber. What did we think of Saber, Sergio? What did we think of it? Uh, well, first I'll give the 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 uh breakdown. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, quick summary of the plot. So, uh, there was a kid named Kamiyama Toma. Toma Kamiyama. Uh, he really liked storybooks growing up, and he had these two best friends, Luna and Kento. Then one day, uh, monsters showed up, and they tried to destroy the world, and then he got saved by a, uh, a, a red common rider, and this red rider uh, perished in the fighting, and he left behind a, uh, a small book called Brave Dragon, and Luna uh, was unfortunately sucked into a portal along with all of the monsters that had spewed out of it. Fast forward to like when he's like 21, he's got a bookstore, um, and he is a successful writer, although he is consistently late getting his manuscripts in. Then the monsters show back up, um, and a uh, a man in blue named uh, Rintero, who is a member of a, a order of knights called the Sword of Logos, he's like, yo, that was Saber's book, and and only only like a super special Homo sapiens. He, he says that a lot. Uh, can wield. Um, uh, the the sword driver. So with uh, earning a belt, putting the book inside, uh, Toma becomes Saber. He defeats the monsters and joins the Sword of Logos to fight the Megiddo. Uh, three chuds who, who are consistently green screened into a room because they had scheduling conflicts and could never be in the same room at the same time. Yeah, it was really, really funny to watch. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was almost like a drinking game. It was like uh drink drink every time they're not in the room at the same time. I think um in general it's so there's common writer, right? Your standard affairs with common writer. And then there's Saber that's like a little off the beaten path of what's been done before. And then you have the really weird shit and like Gaim and Build and Geo and the rest of them. Saber is like a, a, a mildly atypical season for Common Rider. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of yeah. characters. There's a lot, a lot of characters. You think about like a, an American show in Power Rangers. There's like, there's like maybe 
eight dudes you need to keep track of by the end. And even then, they're not really all important. There's like five dudes that are important. No. No, 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 no. In Saber, there were bare minimum 15 major characters in the finale that you had to keep track of. All of their stories, all of their arcs, all of their magical fucking weapons and swords and bullshit. I guess technically it's still only like five really important people, but no, there there were a lot of fights, a lot of screen time given to these other characters. And uh, I'm not entirely sure it worked out. We'll probably get into the thick of that, but that's that's the long and short of it. There's a lot of characters, a lot of superhero characters in this TV show. But let's talk about that theme song. <clears throat> yes, uh, the theme song, uh, which is called um, Almighty. Um, uh, Kamen no Yakusoko, but I just know it as Almighty, uh, performed by the Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra. Very, very good. Uh, it's got a, got a nice intro stinger. Um, it's just generally a bop. Yeah, plus one. It's good. It's really good. It's really, really, uh, really good. This season also has a uh, a, a anime and ending uh, theme slash dance that happens at the end. Yeah. Also, ending song pretty lit too. Yeah. Honestly, could have been the main theme song. <clears throat> this is also the first common uh, writer uh, because it has uh, a a a uh, like an like an ending. It has end credit scenes. Yeah, which is weird. Because 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 nor- normally you because normally like because usually Sentai is the one that has like the the ED, but a- after the ED they play the they play the the, the stinger for the next ep- episode. But I think it's like it's pretty early on. It's like in episode five or something like that. the The ending the ending goes. It cuts to black. And you're expecting the trailer, and then Rintaro walks in and grabs. Uh, the last book he needs to complete his combo, and then walks off. And then we were like, "Oh, well, I guess we 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 have to stay to the end." Yeah, it's kind of odd that they decided to do that. I don't know why, but they just did. Also, okay, there we go. I couldn't hear myself for a little bit. Uh, this is very atypical to mess around with the the. The structure of the show like that. Common Rider's pretty strict as far as well, not strict. Rigid? Formulaic? Is that the right word? It doesn't like to mess around with the the structure of things too much. Recently they've been doing a lot more though, which is nice to see. Yeah. So let's see. Have we have we covered everything in the show's premise? We sort of talked about the uh the main villain, the general plot synopsis. Uh yeah. So um basically the theme of the 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 season if you haven't caught on is books all of the uh um powers are books writers, basically. R- r- yeah, the writers use w- what are called wonder ride books which are uh books based on either three different categories. There are uh animals, there are fairy tales, and then there are it's animals, fairy tales and something else but a can't remember fairy tales 
Oh, I, th- I th- oh, it's it's mythical animals, real animals, and fairy tale. That's right. It's a real animal, a mythical animal, and then the fairy tale. So like you'll yes. have a lamp, Aladdin, um, Aladdin, lamp, lamp. Though Alan G knows the full name. So it's like a genie, Aladdin, and then a porcupine, Por- hedgehog. What was his so, animal? So 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 Kento's is Aladdin. A hedgehog, and then uh, Cerberus. That's right. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> so he'll take those those power books and he'll plug them in, and then he'll transform. Which reminds me, visually, this show was stunning and really boring. Somehow did both. Yes, uh, the the episodes that were directed by uh, Koichi Sakamoto, who we mentioned in our discussion as the the god of action direction, uh, all of his episodes were really solid. Um, let me remember which ones he did. I can pull that up real quick. Uh, he did uh, episodes 9, 10, 15, 16, 27, 8, 28, and 29. Also, I'm not uh, sure if so I he... asked you... In the previous episode, why do you pronounce his last name the same way that Ryuji Sakamoto's name is pronounced in Persona Five? Be, 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 because I because I've played like like five hundred hours of Persona Five, it's been drilled into my head. But it's Sakamoto. Yeah, I know it's Sakamoto. You I'm sorry. Fucking. Okay, continue. But yeah, he does the uh, the fu- the 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 final fight with uh, Kamen Rider Caliber and the whole primitive dragon arc, which is some really really solid. Uh, fight choreography i agree it looks good oh and he did slash's introduction as well did he yes okay sure well the episode when he first transformed oh okay yeah other than that uh the 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 show can be a bit boring in its actions nothing nothing bad like like this isn't like we're not talking like last jedi like throne room fight scene level of incompetent <clears throat> just um it's uh, just 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 bland it just, just bland nothing really going on yeah i i think when the fight choreography needs to matter it hits really hard but when it kind of doesn't they just uh the choreographer just kind of took a nap uh the cgi in the show bland it looked I, I great th- in some cases look really boring in some other cases yeah it's probably one of the the worst seasons when it comes to cg i think that they blew a lot of so this this episode this series are filming during the pandemic and for the first two episodes they like animated like like half of it is just animated in cg and it looks pretty decent it's not like great but it looks like because i'm pretty sure they just rendered it in unreal engine yeah, it's bombastic CG. It looks it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. And then uh, yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was going to be a staple, but it was just we can't film, so we're just going to animate this this episode with with a few things of the actors in front of a green screen. Yeah, and that turned out to be like their whole CGI budget, and they didn't do shit. Yeah, not so. Not saying not saying Sentai and Rider C- CG has ever been great, but usually it's 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 a it's a form of like passable, where it's not like the set the center focus a lot of the time, 
Um, yeah, the first so couple just episodes, like, just they just don't set up your expectations very well. Also, makes, whoever green screens this show doesn't know how to use a green screen. It it just doesn't function quite right. Yeah, yeah, it, w- yeah. Whenever whenever the three Megiddo are in the room and they're they're green screen, you can you can always tell. There's no effort made to make it appear like they're they're in the same room. Um, the the leader of the Sword of Logos, the Night yeah. Order, they bleed to to when when they're in like his like throne room. Like, like, very clearly, it's like, yeah, they couldn't make that into a set. It's a green screen. But they always look like it's on a green screen because the lighting's off. Yeah. It's weird. It's real weird. I don't know why they had so many trou- troubling problems with that. Since they've... It's, it's not like they've been doing this for fucking 30 years now. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Whatever. All right, let's talk about the characters. Oh, yeah. So first we have our main character, uh, Toma Kamiyama. Uh, he's a large lad standing at six foot tall. That's the tallest of all the writers, isn't it? It's uh, one of the I tallest. Think, I, he's one of the tallest. Who is the tallest? Is it is it Gentaro? I think it's Gentaro. Based. From uh, Common Rider Force, I think he's like six one or six two. But anyway, he 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 is he's an impressive lad of an incredible size. Um, they dress him in really baggy clothing for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't. His character design is like a fucking hobo at a funeral the entire season. It's so weird. He, he just yeah, looks I, depressed. I, I don't know how to feel about Toma. The protagonist. I think he plays the role really well, and I think in a lot of places he's very strong. But he kind of falls into like the shonen trope of like, I am an author. I am an author. I I am going to write the end of the story, and and just the same kind of repeat things. And also, he says Luna a lot because like when Luna comes back, you'll Luna! get you'll get the yeah Luna yeah yeah get ready for Toma to scream for Luna. For a solid five minutes every episode. Also, get ready to see him panting, stuttering, and staggering in pain. Like, every episode past episode 20. I don't know if that's just me, but he is, like, constantly, constantly in a state of pain. And it's really uncomfortable. I'm 90% sure that was the, uh, the Japanese mother demographic desiring that just to see this hot six six foot man doubled over panting and sweating but like it's just really weird like every fight he just starts it out leaning on his sword like i'm gonna beat you it's it's just it's just so it's almost like a parody at some points it's so consistent um i don't want to rag on the show too hard because the characters are pretty enjoyable for the most part. There's some interesting new archetypes that we don't see much in Common Rider. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, we'll skip over the secondary writer for now. It's the uh, the big boss dad. He's just an old fuck who's ready to kick some ass. Yeah. The- so uh, Ryo Ogami, who is Common Rider Buster, uh, is a badass dad. He wields a giant uh, Buster sword. Um, and just kind of shows up and take names until he's until he stops. 
until like the, like the end of the first arc where he proceeds to like not contribute anything ever again. Yeah, which is really sad because his intro episode is so funny. He literally just starts the episode using one of his finisher attacks on a monster, and it's the most ridiculously overkill finisher a side rider has ever had. He just lifts this giant fucking sword, and it cleaves the fucking ground in two. But let's take a step back. Let's go back to our secondary rider. Yes, Blades. that is uh, Rintaro Shindo, also known as Common Rider Blades. Um, the whole deal of his character is that he uh, he was an orphan and he was raised by the uh, the Sword of Logos, and his master was like his uh, you know uh, surrogate father, but he was killed by uh, one of the members of the uh, the Megiddo uh, Zeus, and he kind of like you know pledged to kill Zeus. Um, that's kind of like his whole MO, uh, for the season. Uh, yeah. total badass until he's not. And then he is again. Like, like he, he, like, they, like, they, like this dude is an absolute Chad. Um, he hooks up with the, 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 the secondary female main character. Um, he's like kinda? kicking ass. He's taking names. Kind of, sort of is there. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then his and then he just like disappears for most of the show, not most, but back. for the middle part of the show, and then he comes back, and then goes back to the way he was. It was almost kind of it was really disappointing because because I he, I was thinking that he was going to be one of my favorite secondaries because uh, blue secondaries are always the best, but Agreed. then he fell off the the wagon. Yeah, he fell off real hard, like really, really hard at certain points. Not not helped at all by the plot progression, which felt kind of artificial at some points. We'll get into it. Again, though, he's a fun, great character when he's doing his stuff. It's just a lot of the time it gets interrupted, and he becomes just sort of this blander, boring character, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow... We also have, like, a secondary secondary, like the tertiary writer. Uh, yes, and that is uh, Kento Fukamiya, also his common writer, Espada. Uh, Kento was really solid. Um, I won't go too much into Kento, because it, it kind of delves into the spoiler territory, and we'll... Oh, wait. Uh, are we... Are we in spoilers? I feel like we're still... Uh... In... Eh. Fuck it, Spoilers. Yeah, we'll talk spo- so um spoilers. Kento, Don't listen if you want yeah, to watch okay. the show. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go. so Ke- yeah, so Kento uh has a really solid introduction and beginning. He has I think the best of the like the base form plus one. Uh, hard plus one suits. Um I I I I I love I love his golden Alangina j- jingle that he gets. Um uh, but he's unfortunately killed by the villain writer common writer Caliber. And then uh, Toma has to avenge him. It's it's great. First sixteen episodes, beautiful. Oh and yeah. Then Kento comes back. Yeah. Uh, um, I wh- while it, it's an interesting idea, but it's done very poorly. Yeah. So so Kento comes back. He becomes he becomes uh, Caliber, who's the evil writer. And then, 
because see his his okay so so to, to wind wind things back so um his dad used to be a member of the sword of logos he was the original caliber he he turned evil because the sword of darkness that caliber wields can make you see the future and he was like he was like damn everything's gonna go to shit i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta do something about it and then uh his friend who was the original saber before uh toma um he had he had to strike him down and he took caliber and vowed to finish his mission because he was like oh he's just crazy but then he got the sword and was like i know what he was all about this, I'm gonna finish this, this man was on some good shit Yes, and then Kento gets the get gets the sword because when he was killed, his soul like went into it, and then he was like, "Okay, I I I understand. I'm gonna try to try to fix this because because he can see the future. All Kento sees is that no matter what they do, they lose in the end. So he's gotta he's gotta figure out a way to stop it. But then, um, uh, he sees his dad again, and then takes up his original identity as Espada, and it's just not great yeah it's just it's just uh, it's it's so close to being great but it just feels artificial the pacing isn't quite right everything's happening a little too fast and it and again it comes back to a lot of the fights a lot of the interactions they just feel the same in so many episodes like Think about how they approached Kento as Caliber versus how they approached Phoenix versus how they approached the Logos guys versus how they approached fucking Storius. It's just Toma feels like he's responding to them all in the same way. Is that just me? I feel like that's a pretty good summation of how it goes. Yeah. And that's why it feels like that. Like think back to back to O's in the earlier episodes of that series. Um, fuck! I can't remember the main character from those. Why can't I remember him? Ag. His name is, um, uh, it's not Shinji. Why do I think it's Shinji? It's uh, uh, I Ag. Yeah, Ag. I said Ag. A little bit after I realized that I couldn't remember okay. it, but you can hear me, right? We're we're good. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. All right. So Ag. He he's like he doesn't really get how serious shit is in the first two or three arcs, and then you see him mature and really change as things go on. And by the end, he's had to go through sacrifices. He's had to lose his, his, um, his, his abilities all over the place, and he's ready to fight. But Toma, like, I feel like Toma doesn't change from 20 to 50. Or 20 to 47. However many episodes. Yeah, for, there's there 47, 47 episodes, not counting yeah. anything special. After, after the first major story arc, I feel like Toma just doesn't really change. He just interacts with everybody the same way he does from that point to the end, which is really unfortunate. But I don't know. What do you think of that? Of of what I said? I don't know if that's totally accurate, but that's that's what I remember feeling as we watched it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of feel that too. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of bad that the, the, the writing kind of petered out on some of the filler episodes and how a lot of the side characters just didn't really live up to their potential most of the time. Yeah, I agree. It's just, 
Saber is one of those series that's decent, but you really want it to be great. It just, it looks so cool with the fucking suits. I really, we can't diminish this. Saber has objectively great color design for a lot of its suits, and it they just look amazing coming out of the gate. And I don't think there was a single bad suit, was there? Final Foam was maybe a little disappointing. Um... I, I, I ended up liking Final Form. Um, I just kind of needed to see it in action. Yeah, I think in action it's definitely better, but conceptually it's still just a little bland. It's just a little under what it could have been. Anyways, though, where are we? I've, I've just been rambling for the past five uh, minutes. Yeah, so, ne so next uh, we'll talk about uh, who we have labeled as the backups. We talked as Buster... Uh, there is Common Rider Slash. We talked about Psycho, uh, right? We'll talk about Psycho in a bit. Okay. Uh, so we have Common Rider Slash, uh, Dai Shinji. He is the uh, team's uh, blacksmith, and he makes them new books and upgrades their their swords into fighting shape. Uh, he's based. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, he's like a he like he's just kind of like like a quiet like stalwart like swordsman, and then and then you learn that his thing is sound and he has incredible hearing, and then when he transforms into his rider form, um, which has the most uh, unfortunately named uh, ride book, it is Hansel Nuts to Gretel, <laughs> because the because the the the, 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 the pun is hazelnuts. It sounds a lot better in the original Japanese, but to us, Hansel our American sensibility, yeah, Hansel nuts to Gretel. Um, yeah, he's pink. He's bombastic. He has like a like a like a rock band uh, type power up that makes him go crazy. Um, probably a reference to to the musician Slash. Most likely, that would make the most sense. Because he did do a photo shoot dressed as Slash, so he probably they they understand the the, the joke. Mm -hmm. But again, like Buster, he falls off after the first arc, where he just doesn't do anything. He really fades into the background too. Like he is even as like the 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 Smith, he only gets like a couple of moments throughout the season, which is really, and uh, I've said that five times now. Well, really yeah, disappointing. Well, but yeah, because because pe people start getting handed power ups instead of them using him to to like make them for them. Yeah, which kind of goes against the style of him. He's the yeah. blacksmith, bro. And the next we, oh, God, Kenzon, oh, uh, no. Ren, uh, we, we called him. To. Yes, we do. So oh. we referred to him as Kid because he's just like a dumb, disrespectful kid. Uh, he's a ninja rider. Um, his suit's cool. Ni ninjas are awesome, no matter how you slice them. But he's just not a very interesting character. And his character arc goes on for way too long. It's petering and meandering. Its payoff is unreasonably amazing for no reason. Yeah, because it wasn't built up. It, it literally just lingers in fucking nowhere for 20 episodes. That's not yeah, an yeah, exaggeration. Yeah, and then at the, the, the end, him. you you get the payoff with 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 it with an epic fight, 
uh, a good character, like, like, but, like, he, like, like, he evolved in, like, a snap, and if there was stuff in between, it would have been a really solid, but instead I'm just left with snapping my fingers, and I, I guess, I guess I like Kenzon now, because he decided to... Decided to be a decent you know, character, I, not wasting yeah, our time I, constantly. Yeah, I snapped to the end of the, the, uh, fucking redemption arc, but I didn't like the character, un like, up until its conclusion. Yeah. It's really Maybe they'll give him, like, a V-Cinema movie to flesh him out more. Hopefully. Uh, who is next on the list? Uh, so, we get a movie-exclusive writer, uh, Kamen Rider Falchion, also known as the Phoenix Swordsman. Uh, he is the first uh, movie writer to join the series as a as an actual character. Yeah, which was very impressive. I was amazed that they did that. Yes. He's not very deep no, at all. No. He's he, he his his thing is his immortal, they give him a little bit of backstory. Um he's basically just there to like um push the plot forward, I guess. Way more than we can say for most movie characters as far as canonicity to the main series goes. Yes, the, but he does play a, he does play a part it. in the story. Yes, um, which is he, impressive. Cause, cause, because because he because he because he helps Toma achieve his final form, and then his uh, uh, his sword passes to uh, another. Well, it passes to to Ren at the end, but there is another villain character that we'll talk about who gets it next after him. Yes. And then next we have who I I, I dubbed the team Sixth Ranger because this team is very Sentai-ish. Common uh, Rider Psycho, also known as Yuri. Uh, he is a living sword. He is the, the sword of light. And he's... He's, he's weird. Based. He's, he's based. very weird, but he's also based. I, 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 like, I like his arc. I like his suit. It's kind of odd how he gets introduced. He's one of the weirdest characters I've ever seen in Kamen Rider. Like, he just... He just, he just literally shows up in the middle of this arc where Toma's in trouble. The it, was he built up? It was kind of built up, right? Uh, so so there's a there's a part where Toma needs to get the the King Arthur one. Oh right no! And oh god, we have to talk about Tassel. Oh, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about Tassel. So he <sighs> so he goes, uh, he goes to get the the, the King Arthur Wonder Ride book. Him and Kento they go on this uh this adventure and they get mm -hmm. it. And he's just like, you've 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 earned the the, the Wonder Ride book. Here it is. Uh, we will be seeing each other soon, and then he kind of like lingers in the background until he finally uh, makes his appearance um, to help the team out. Yeah, he's he's just kind of weird. He's just kind of there for a lot of it. He does do some pretty cool shit. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, he is another character that very much fades into the background from time to time. Also. Uh, they did a really funny thing where they did this cool, awesome CGI effect for him when he was a shadow swordsman, and it looked great. And they just didn't do it ever again. Well, because he, he got a new form. Right, but they very clearly did it so they wouldn't have to do the CGI effect for very long. I know they didn't think of the suit reactionarily, but it's it's just funny because he turns into the other form again and it just doesn't have the CGI on it 
and then it quickly turns him into the other suit. Anyhow, he's cool. Pretty based. Doesn't get shit. Has to have explained to him because he's a sword. Uh, then, uh, is the, what I call the dragons. They are, like, the two sub-bosses that you have to fight to get to the main boss. Uh, the, the, the Shindai siblings, Reika and Ryoga. Uh, Reika is Kamen Rider Sabila, and Ryoga is Durandal. Um, my thoughts on them is what I have to say about most of the characters in Saber. Uh, Reika is built up as, like, this, uh, very competent... Uh, villain, she has a unique gimmick in that she has smoke-based superpowers, so, you know, she can turn into smoke, move around, outspeed most of them, outclasses uh, Buster and Slash to build her up as a, you know, a threat, and then they just kind of get over her power, and then she joins the main team once her, like, uh, worldview is turned upside down. Uh, her brother's an even bigger badass. Uh, he's King Crimson. Um, from uh, JoJo. Yeah. And that he can uh, um, basically... Just straight up erase uh, his time. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he pulls the, his trident out of his... Out of, out of the hilt, and then he basically just, like, reverses time, and then wh while he's watching the actions play out, he can intervene in the, the reverse time. Basically just King Crimson, and you're probably going, oh my god, that's that's an overpowered ability. How did they get over it? T Toma, Toma literally just gets over it. Yeah, he they just, literally just he just he just one out. day j just gets the, he he pulls a Jotaro and is just like I can see in the reversed time and re react to it, which is really really dumb. Because <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta do a little little side rant on it here because this is a problem I had with Black Widow and a problem I have with writing in general. And especially with, with series like this, is that when you have a new antagonist, you got to introduce a new antagonist, you know, because you got to build up the level of antagonist right throughout your show, because you got you to keep up in the threat. Mm -hmm. And usually how, how this goes is, especially in, in writer, is that you get a new villain who's got like a gimmick, and then they got to get a new form to beat, to beat the gimmick. They got to think outside the box. Like you know, to 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 deal to to like deal with it. Like like right. in Black Widow, like she's fighting Taskmaster, and it's like, oh no, she Taskmaster has the ability of all her friends. How is Black Widow going to to to, to deal with this? Do, just, do, do we do like, a, yeah yeah do, do we do a montage where she goes back and reviews all of her times with the Avengers and figures out ways to do them? Maybe because she was like a Shield agent, she had stuff prepared to deal with it. No, she just. Shoots her with the the anti Black Widow gas and undoes the the brainwashing and it's not interesting. Yeah, and the the dumb thing is, it's in in that movie Black Widow. I'll go on a little tangent here. In the movie Black Widow, Taskmaster is considered like this generally minor level threat for Black Widow to defeat. Taskmaster is by all considerations from every other version of the Marvel universe an Avengers level threat definitively someone who could take down the Avengers if they weren't fighting at their best. And then I'm like, just don't know why they did it. Don't know how they could have thought that was a good idea, but eh, that movie wasn't great in general. So 
Anyhow, and like you, you know, you have you have someone uh, blades who whose whose element is water. Maybe he gets the ability to condense Sabala's smoke so she's solid again, and that's how they defeat her instead of just. Yeah, it's just not a problem. They just get over it. They just they they they're just they're just good and they beat her. That's not that's not interesting. That's not that's not. Yeah, it's 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 not good. I don't I don't like when they do that. Yeah, I agree. It's just mm, like 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 a like a like like a great whatever. example is in is is in Geo. Um, he gets a form called Geo Two that has a uh, like a uh, a predictive ability where he can see slightly into the future, like like thirty seconds, and then react to it. And then uh, his rival Gates gets an ability called Gates Revive, and Gates Revive moves too fast for the predictive ability to be uh, effective. And that that form was meant to counter Geo Two. It's it's the perfect um, upgrade to that. Yeah, it's not and just it's... he upgraded and then he's just like, well, he's just better than Geo. No, there there was a specific storyline reason that he needed to get the form in the first place. Right, and it made sense, and it was cool. No, just get better. Just, just, just do it. Just get stronger. Very demotivating. Anyhow, who do we have next? Left? We have. We have the secondary big bad, uh, common writer Solomon, also known as Isaac, and the the uh, the master Logos. Uh, so yeah. the master of the sword of Logos is a guy named Isaac, and basically after like he was the son of like the original guy, and he was just like you know I'm I'm tired of fucking saving the world. The world never did anything for me. I'm gonna conquer it, and he he really is just generically evil. Um, which I've talked about uh, this this before with with writer is that with you don't really need a compelling villain for writer you just need to want to punch him in the face and as long as Bernie is good it's fine and I feel like that is for the most part it works with Solomon but Solomon isn't the final antagonist and and very clearly you're like like when you see him you're like but but the Megiddo are the main villains he's not gonna you know. He's not going to take over as the main villain. He's just a dude who just, he's just here. And yeah, it, it is that obvious once it gets he, he's into just, it. He's just, he's, he's, just, he's just here to kill time. Um, again, he is punchable. I, I, I enjoyed watching them beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it, it was one of those fights where it was just wonderful to see it finally come out and just... just Bop him. Just take him down. What we have next is... The real villains. Yep. The Megiddo. So, uh, there's not much to say about them. So we'll we'll go in order of ones that I think are the best, I guess, or just more. So there's, uh, there's Zeus, uh, who's like this, like, sleeveless chud. Uh, he represents beasts. Uh, you know, he killed Rentro's uh, master. Um, not much to say about him other than uh, he once beat the writers and then did a kickflip. <laughs> for, for some reason. Um, I remember uh, that. 
Yeah, yeah. So he beats the riders and captures uh, their friend May, and then she's like crying, and then he just like does a kick flip in front of her. It's just, it was so dumb. I love that scene so much. Yeah, he uh powers up uh arbitrarily and then gets killed by uh blades in a really awesome fight. And then uh there's uh Legiel and he's the uh the mythical beast one. Um he gets killed by Toma um when he gets his uh super beefed up form. There's nothing really to say about him. Uh he's a, a guy, I guess. And then there's uh Storius um, who is the leader of the Megiddo, and basically he sacrifices his friends because they were never his friends. He's a rampaging psychopath. Um, he takes out Master Logos and becomes the, the series' like, true main villain. He gets to become a writer. Um, his writer form is cool. I, I love his transformation. Um, I've got like a thing for uh, evil writer transformations where... Uh, their name, like their writer name, is their name, and then their jingle ends with like a, like an evil laugh. It's cool, but he's just not a great character. Yeah, a lot of the villains are pretty lacking when it comes to characterization. They're they're just sort of they're just bad guys. They're just bad. and 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 then also un, unlike the the other uh, writer who I fit into this category, um, uh, Evolt from Build, uh, he's only common writer storyist for. Uh, two episodes well, yeah. well three three technically but he's not he's not on screen for long he only transforms twice the, the final fight against him was good but he's just he's just not really a character he's just evil because like once once uh master logos show up the megiddo just kind of hang in the background not doing anything until it's their time to get arbitrarily killed off so they can power up story agreed it was there's also contrived there's also a disast who is this wandering megiddo that they made that that, that like lost uh like they lost control of and he had a potential to be a pretty good uh um kind of rival to to toma but uh they established pretty early on that it just anyone can beat his ass and then yeah. um uh he uh he kills the original Saber, who was, who was the first, the second caliber, and he's like, yes, I, I, I killed him, and I've gotten my book back, and now I have free will. And then he just bugs Ren for a bunch until Disaster gets uh, the Phoenix Sword, and, yep. he's, and he starts dying, and then Ren finishes him off, and then he gives the sword to Ren, and Ren completes his arc. Again... Missing potential here. He just like my most characters st does stops doing stuff until the end. I don't know why we keep finding that through line. It's so fucking annoying. Why does it have to happen so often? I can't even think of any characters where that wasn't the case. Where they just sort of stopped developing after the twentieth episode. Yeah, and with that, we cut. We cover all of the the writers and villains, and then we have the supporting cast. There's Tassel, who's a cursed individual. He's a he's a creepy 
a Long French man with green hair and a cursed mustache that opens most of the episodes with a bon lecture and is like our narrator and and then we were like oh he's annoying but too bad he's 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 only in the the intro and then uh yuri shows up in his house and he's oh oh, he's a he's a character in the show his real name is victor which is also equally as cursed uh astorius kills him and we cheered Oh yeah, we love that. Was we thought Storius was going to be the main character after that? It was so good, so amazing. But yeah, no, Tassel turns out to actually be a character after being this yeah, weird yes, narrator. Yes, he, he's very storyline important, more than he probably should have been. Yeah, I feel like they really wanted to go with hardcore. Oh yeah, he's a real character. But no, he was just like. Kind of boring after that. Eh. Yeah. And then we have May, a character who is ultimately eh. She's just meant to be comic relief and loud and make funny faces for the children. Uh, She has a sort of kind of romance with Rintero. Sort of maybe. But the the common writers, if you will, can't write romance. To save their lives. It's very unfortunate, but uh, yeah, that's how it goes. It really, we, really we, we were uh, we were cheering anymore. for her. Uh, uh, May Spada became the the inside joke, hoping that she would take up for Kento after his death. But then he came back and got a Spada again, and they're like, "Oh, maybe she'll become Caliber." But no, that 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 didn't happen. As we talk about the next character. Uh, Sophia, who is like their mentor. Uh, Sophia is a big nothing burger. She's a uh, uh, clone of Luna, uh, Toma's childhood friend, because Luna is super important. Uh, so Master Logos tried to make another Luna as a as an adult woman. Uh, yeah, she becomes the weird. last caliber. Um. For for not really any reason other than the actress is a mom who has kids and wanted to be a writer for them, so they were like, yeah, sure. It's just... <sighs> How many times can we do this loop? How many times can we loop, like, fucking saber-looped story arcs with just explaining, yeah, no, it, they just go on freeze mode after episode 20. Yeah, There's maybe they, a couple they, weird they, revelations and then that's they, it. They, there's kind of, there's it, it kind of seemed like in the beginning like 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 she was more in on like the villain's plan and that she might have been more nefarious because she just kind of disappears for a bit, but that's because she got captured. It, yeah. So much yeah. potential. I think what I find kind of sad about this series, well, no, was was this one less female representative? Because I feel like, okay, I don't give a fuck if there's women in the show. But they've clearly been wanting to do female writers for like 10, 15, 20 years now. And they just somehow can't fucking do it. Well, yeah, they, they went back to the like in Common Rider Gaim, they had a they had a villain writer named Marika, uh, who basically serves the same po- the, the same purpose as Reika to just be like another henchman for the main villain. 
but Marika was actually really well written in in Gaiman. She was a major player yeah. for a, most of the show. I'd say she's probably my favorite female character from the whole franchise, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they sh they they should they should they should have given Espada over to May, but they didn't. Oh yeah, and then last but not least, we have Luna. Luna is another nothing burger. Um, there were a bunch of like interesting theories, like oh, when she got sucked into the Wonder World, which is like the alternate dimension that the Megiddo and the monsters and stuff come from. Maybe she be maybe she's Caliber. Maybe she grew up and became corrupted by them. That doesn't happen. No, doesn't. She doesn't happen. become a writer. She is a child for uh, forty episodes, and it's kind of weird because like Kento and Toma are constantly like yelling after her, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be best friends again, Luna, Ch child." And then she, I guess, somebody thought that that was a little creepy, so they aged her up. And then, yeah, and then she started, just... like, disappearing towards the end because of the stuff that she was happening. And then people were yelling Luna a lot. It... Again, miss opportunity. It's just... Uh... Nah. Nah. We're going to keep saying the same shit over and over again. Yeah. At this rate. Next, we're going to do suit design slash review. Just a quick, just, like, notes on, on the suits and what we think of them. Um, obviously, you'll have to look up pictures, but I guess we'll do our best to kind of describe. Um, uh, Saber's base form, Brave Dragon. Yes. So, Brave Dragon is just... Ace! Yes. Brave Brave Dragon is a, is a really interesting suit. Um, basically, like, red, red on the arm, drag, dragon shoulder plate, white and black suit. All of them have, like, this, like, blade that goes, like, in the middle of their helmet. Um, and it, it doesn't look kinda, dumb like the sword is yeah. there but it looks like it was just always part of the suit it doesn't look like some weird add-on that they would have welded onto the suit afterwards um, what I really like is it's got these great color tones it's not just solid red and it's not just solid white there's some silvers there's some grays there's some oranges there's some yellow there's some gold in this thing and it looks sexy. It looks good. It's, it's a great example of you can go overboard on parts of the suit to make it flashy, but you don't have to go overboard on the whole suit. Probably my favorite part of the whole show's suit design is those little capes that flow around the, the character's legs. Oh, mm, so good. So fucking based. It just makes them look like absolute badasses. It's probably one of my favorite base form main rider suits. And then we have the next one. Crimson Dragon. Oh, man. Yes. Another out of the ballpark suit, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Brave Dragon is like his default, like one book uh, goes on the left. So, so there are like for the like the main three. There are like wonder combos. That's like a full like red, blue, and yellow. His is Dragon Eagle Journey to the West. Uh, it looks really sick. Um, again, a lot of red, a lot of gold, big fiery helmet. I love it. Yeah, 
there's there's just nothing bad to say about these suits. They are big, they're bombastic, they're grandiose, but you can still see the dude in the suit, and it just it just looks good. Look up the pictures, Crimson Dragon, Brave Dragon, and then the next one, Wonder Rider. Yeah, so this is just like a catch-all term for the the random books that they throw in there for funsies. Uh, these are fine. Um, yeah, you know the base suit is just good. The one that stands out to me though is uh, Dragon Alan Gina, which is what happens when he puts uh, Kento's book uh, in his belt to wield both uh, his sword and Kento's after Kento dies. It's awesome. It's... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's then... the perfect kind of suit to to avenge the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, let's see. Emotional Dragon. That was the movie form, wasn't it? Yes, that was the movie form. So in the in the movie, he gets a special uh, form <laughs> for the purpose of selling toys. About the shield. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's a it's a kit bash. Uh, they they grabbed a shield from Forze, painted it black, and drew a sword on it and strapped it to him. Yeah, the actual suit looks again super sexy. Just look up look up these suits. They look so good. Um, let's. Let's keep it moving, I guess. Dragonic Knight. Uh, yeah, Dragonic uh, Knight. I like the uh, um, I I I I, I like the jingle because the problem with Saber is that the the jingles are really like long, long and it's a lot of Japanese. But Dragonic Knight is is like straight to the point and uh, it's uh, what's it called? It it's got this really sassy line at the end where it's just like, anyway, he's the strongest. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just a nice little, oh, fuck, that's very different from the previous suits in a great way. Not in yeah, the, oh, yes. why, did we, why did we do this? Why didn't we stay with the old suits? No, this looks good. The bright, yeah, bright white silver with the red. Yeah. yeah big, 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 I was going to say, Big Silver Knight. Um, it's got, like, this honkin' uh, Wonder Ride book that he pops in, and then it spreads open. It's got, like, this booster thing on the, like... Like a gauntlet that he wears that that uh, scans in books to do attacks, it's pretty solid. Uh, doesn't get a lot of love after its uh, debut. It's not like other forms of this type that just get its ass beaten. They just kind of forget that they just forget about it. Yeah, and then stop uh, showing up after episode twenty-seven. Yep, and then we have a uh, elemental dragon or primitive primitive right. and and elemental. That's right. They kind of go hand in hand. So he gets a form called Primitive Dragon, which is like his berserk form. It makes him go crazy. It's Mr. Toei's um, it's berserk like this... form. They always love those things. Yes, it's uh, it's like a light blue skeleton type form. Um, the whole thing is like it's got like you can put a, a ride book on it, and then like a like a hand grabs onto it. Uh, they don't use this like mechanic a lot because it's it gets outclassed by a uh, like a purified version of Primitive Dragon called the uh, elemental dragon yeah which is uh, they're both really sick fucking suits dude but yeah i I don't, I don't i don't really know how i feel about base primitive but elemental primitive is pr pretty great it's a big mishmash of colors um but it, it just looks good it's very visually appealing yeah it 
we're gonna be on fucking repeat again. It just looks good. The colors, they clash. I love the little dragon claws, the little book. I wanna buy the toy! What was the ghost legend form? I'm having a that's the that's that's blank. the for, that's 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 the form he gets in the special. I'll post, I'll post oh, go, it. Oh, ghost, common writer, ghost. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. So during so dur during a crossover, he gets a uh, a common writer ghost theme form. Uh, he gets like the uh, the ghost chest plate. He gets a hoodie, um, and is adorned with the many faces of ghost's form. Uh, I love legend writer forms. Uh, Ghost Eugene Roku, as it's called, is pretty cool. It does have a. It, it, it's it's basically just ghost hoodie on top of base brave dragon saber. It looks good. It's it's not classy, but it's good. It's good. Got that nice ghost orange. And then uh, superhero Senki. Yes, that? we uh the, the 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 movie hasn't come out yet, but he gets a uh, uh a Zenkaiger themed form. That looks uh, which cool. Is the which is the the season airing uh the Sentai season airing at the same time. They did a crossover movie, um, God, basically a... saber, but with Zenkaiger's uh what did they get a different suit designer for this season? Fucking every suit slaps. Yeah, it's basically what if Saber was Zenkaiger. It's got his color scheme. It's got his chest plate. Uh, very, very, very good. Yep. And then we had the uh, the interesting Cross Saber. Yes, his final form, uh, Cross Saber, which can use all ten of the other swords. Basically, it is the original suit, but it has been painstakingly hand-painted. To be like this, like cosmic blue. Yeah, it's it's actually a really good paint job. It's a reference to a previous common writer whose other form was also literally just a repainted version of an earlier form. Yes, and also uh, in in Cross Saber, he also gets access to Crimson Dragon, but it's been painted like this. And then finally, he puts uh, blades and Espada's books to do like a full like trio writer painted with the cross saber mm -hmm. it's it's cool yeah it is it's very very cool i mean i, I like bait i like brave dragon of course i'm gonna like it painted but then we have to talk about the final final form that he gets in the last episode which is wonder almighty named after the theme song uh now don't now don't get don't so the from a story purpose, Wonder Almighty makes sense. I like I like the jingle, but Wonder Almighty is just Brave Dragon. It's literally Brave Dragon. It is literally the base form. There is no difference, none at all, not even in slightly. Very disappointing. Couldn't even like adjust the arms a little bit couldn't couldn't add a little extra flares to the legs i just... i saw a room i saw a rumor that it was just going to be a primitive dragon but gold i would have taken that yeah i would have taken a repaint that would look great it looks wonderful nope uh-uh 
Can't be done. Oh, there's this really cool uh, redesign that somebody did on uh, DeviantArt. That actually looks sick as hell. That does look very sick. Just, um, just imagine in your mind, uh, whoever's listening, imagine Brave Dragon, but like cooler. But like the flames are bigger. You know, shit like that. All right. I don't feel like painstakingly going through all the other suits. Um, yeah, so we'll just, uh, all right. Blades. Hey, just like a big overview. Uh, blades, all suits good. Uh, deep blues. Uh, final form is white. Um, Looks sick as hell. The final form. I think uh, Blade's he, final form might actually be my favorite secondary rider final form in terms of just visual aesthetics. It just, just so strikingly cool with that big white mane of hair. Uh, and he also gets a form during his gross crossover special, uh, which is, uh, it's basically just Deep Spectre from, uh, it's a Deep Spectre suit from Ghost. Just, I think, I think it's just the, uh, like the chest plate and the jacket, but it's still yeah. fucking cool. Cause it's, cause it's, cause it's Deep Spectre, which is already a good suit combined with Blades. Yep. I agree. Uh, Espada, as I mentioned before, uh, his final wonder combo form, Golden Alangina, uh, uh, best jingle, uh, beautiful golden suit. Uh, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a, a big book form in the, the next, the next movie. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah. It'll be great. Fucking uh, all the secondary guy, the tertiary writers, good suits, not amazing, amazing suits, good suits. They're all good. Suits. Yeah, us, uh, Yuri, uh, Psycho, the Sword of Light. Uh, he starts off as like like a sh like a shadow man, and then like he sees like a comic book, and he's like, "I want to be a hero." And then he gets like a comic theme form. It's really cool. It's called X Sword Man. Yep. All the rest of the suits, uh, fine, um, except for Solomon, uh, the Master Logos. His suit is just a kit bash. It looks fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, the, I agree. The Megiddo and their monster forms uh, look fine, I guess. The mo the monster suits in this show were just kind of, eh, just kind of forgettable. Uh, Kamen Rider Storius looks cool, but he's just Solomon painted black and red with a different helmet. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, whatever. So we've already kind of All done right. the plot and, overview, haven't we? Uh, we can talk about it more in depth here. Um, uh, just kind of just kind of run over. Don't have to talk about the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, the first arc is episodes one through fifteen. Uh, basically, the main villain of the arc is uh, the original Saber, um, who has become Common Rider Caliber. Um, in this arc, we're kind of getting, like, introduced to all the characters, we're collecting Wonder Ride books, and then finally we end with an epic clash as Saber has to avenge uh, Kento, and all the rest of the writers fight Megiddo. Good. Solid. It's, One of my it's favorite the best arcs of the Rider. It's just the best part of the show, objectively. Everything is smooth, the pacing is great, character introductions were, were quite well done, uh, the villains are threatening, and our characters have to change to beat them. You know, it's it's oh. classic common rider. We 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 didn't bring it up. Uh, Caliber, amazing suit. Oh yeah. Uh, the final Caliber, form he gets, really Jao Dragon, one of the best evil rider suits. Don't at me. I have to agree. 
plus one. Then the they, movie. They, they, yeah, the, the movie. The movie. In quotation marks. The, the movie it's... for COVID was literally just like a 30-minute special. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a spicy episode with a bigger budget. Uh, yeah. Literally, it's just like 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 the Phoenix Swordsman shows up. I'm evil. They they just run out of nowhere. They fight a bunch of mooks. Saber defeats Falchion. It's uh, it's fine. It's just a spicy episode. It's plot relevant. Don't get me wrong. You should watch it. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's just not a movie. It's just literally not a movie. It's thirty yeah. minutes. It's a TV special. And then, uh, then we went into the Logos versus Saber arc, which was a weird one for about seven yes. episodes. Yeah, so ba so basically, uh, after after Calibur is defeated and Toma is kind of uh, left with a lot of questions, uh, Reika shows up and she's just like, yeah, Toma's a traitor. He was conspiring with Calibur. He's carrying around the Sword of Darkness. And then everybody's like, okay, I believe you. And then everybody is against Toma, and he has to slowly earn their trust. Uh, this is just, like, the rest of the characters standing around in a room for a lot of the times and just being antagonists. It has its ups, though, because we get introduced to Yuri, who's a cool character. And then uh, we slowly build towards, the like, the greater conflict with Master Logos. And then Toma gets Primitive Dragon. Like, they break into Master Logos' headquarters... They steal Primitive Dragon. Toma starts going crazy. And then in the third arc, they redeem everybody. And then he gets Elemental Dragon and kills the first Megiddo. Uh, for the most part, this redemption arc is 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 kind of saving the show. Yeah, the redemption arc is is quite a bit of a, a helper. The, the Logos versus Saber arc felt very formulaic felt very much I, like we already know what's gonna happen we get introduced to, to reika and ryoga as writers and as i mentioned before like their their initial gimmicks with like the time and the smoke it leads to some really cool fights and yeah, you're like and oh no genuinely oh, how are really they going to win yeah they, they they get over it they just win they just win in the fourth arc they just win Yes, the and then character. the fourth arc, which is where we fight Master Logos and uh, Phoenix Swordsman comes back. Um, shit starts to hit the fan. Uh, our heroes are losing a lot. Toma's sweating and panning a lot. Um, he gets a uh, cross saber at the end of this arc, and finally uh, we defeat Master Logos, and then Storius comes out of like a, a corner and then kills Master Logos, and it's like, I'm the main villain now. Oh yeah, and Blades Blades kills his uh, Megiddo general during all of this in a pretty cool fight, but it's but, a lot of screaming for Luna and panting and not enough fighting. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where I started to really feel the, Luna! <gasps> I'm gonna beat you! <gasps> it's just, why did we have to do that for so fucking long? Uh, then we have uh, a bit of, uh, I guess, uh, fun times before the end. Uh, crossover time, as I call it. Uh, so it's Ghost's fifth anniversary, and this uh, Saber was written by the guy who wrote Ghost. Uh, so we get a Saber x Ghost crossover, 
um, that kind of uh, continues the story from the last Ghost movie. Sabre and Ghost team up uh, to beat some bad guys. Um, Sabre gets his ghost form, and then it's continued on with Blade's ex-Spectre. Um, one of the female characters from Ghost Cannon, uh, she gets a rider form. And Spectre yeah. shows up. And then Blades gets his, like, deep Spectre form. They all kick ass. I love this special. It's so good. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just generally a fun, a fun time. Um, they play the ghost theme uh, for the first time since the show ended. Because they literally never played it whenever he came back. Yeah, and it's it's a good fucking theme song. I'm so happy to have heard it again. Yes, and the, the, the ghost fans uh, can remain shuds and crying in the corner uh, that their least the favorite show haters, is getting so much mean? attention. Yes, ghost haters. Yep. And we might get a third one because they kind of tease something that, there, that there's more coming at the end of Blades X Spectre, but we haven't heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, and then we End get... Game. Uh, just, just uh, one more. The uh, the Zenkaiger special. Oh, that's right. The Zenkaiger special. I forgot about that. Yes. So the sixth ranger from Zenkaiger, because uh, Zenkaiger's whole thing is world hopping. So he hops in the world of Saber looking for treasure. And then uh, he helps uh, our big three defeat a monster. And then he steals uh, Reika and Ryoga's books. And then they follow him into Zenkaiger. Um, so they, they're in the world of Zenkaiger. Uh, there's a little bit of fun that they have. They join in on the roll call. Uh, they hand them uh, rider-themed power-ups. Uh, and the Sixth Ranger gets his uh, power-up form during the crossover. It's actually meaningful to the show's plot and not just a waste of time. Yeah. And also, uh, Reika and Ryoga get a... Uh... Uh, some much-needed characterization that came way, way too late in their uh, development. It's just, it was all a little too little too late at that point. The endgame was already here. It was going, and it was, it was going, man. It was done. And then they tried to get it in there. Which is, this is why it was so disappointing. Zero One had a way better Final Five six seven episodes yeah despite the fact that the entire fucking ending of zero one had to be rewritten in order to deal with the covid stuff because they didn't have the time they just rewrote the whole fucking thing and it was great it was a, an amazing finale it just it fit everything the way it needed to and again they did the, the spoilers in zero one uh the final suit is just the first suit again, like it is in Saber too. Um, but the the full final arc was so crazy in Zero One. I had no idea where it was going. I I I I think with with uh Zero One's realizing Hopper, I I think it it kind of it hit, it hit me less because uh, the episode was so good, and also it wasn't like spoiled beforehand. Because they 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 fucking showed that sh uh, Wonder Almighty in the preview, yeah. And I think the biggest thing was fucking realizing Hopper is shown doing shit that Aruto can never do in any other suit, whereas Wonder Almighty is just literally stronger, brave dragon. He just 
he just hits different. Not like in a good way as far as the viewer. I mean, when he hits you, he hits you slightly harder. And that just does the trick this time. It's just that. Nah. Just so then we have the 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 end game mark. Uh, all of our heroes. Uh, we've assembled the boys. It's time to go beat up Storius in his gay baby jail tower thing. Uh, really solid fight choreography out of nowhere. Um, they all gotta fight through like a gauntlet of mooks to get up to Storius. Um, usually this is the the this is the time where we start like killing off characters as we make a desperate push to the top. But no, everybody kind of gets like rezzed by Yuri. Um. And then uh, our three uh, defeat Storius. Uh, Toma gets sent to the Wonder World to live out the rest of his days because he was kind of becoming like uh, the, the next protector of it. Mm-hmm. And then Toma, with his infinite Gary Stu writer powers, just writes himself back into the story, and then he's just fine again like a year passes um everybody's just like damn i miss toma and then toma's like yeah i'm just gonna come back yep even though they made it clear like like yeah uh toma has to give up his humanity because because of the power that he's keep that's growing and then he's just like no It was um, it was an okay. Like finale, I like I, I get guess. it, like I, I get it. He's got to come back for the crossover, because you can't just make him unavailable. But you just there, there's better ways to go about doing that. Agreed. Gaim did it. Double agreed. And so with the epilogue, uh, we get some uh, continuity with the previous show, as uh, we we. We, we actually ate our words because uh, in that discussion we talked about how uh, the Humagear androids from Zero One were nowhere to be seen in Saber. And they wouldn't ever one be. Showed and up. That would be how it would go. Yeah, there was one. There was one. There was one. Which is what, what we needed is just something to this is taking place in the same continuity as everything else. And also, speaking of continuity, we get the next writers, Revy and Vice, who are together, common writer Revis. Yeah. This was not my favorite uh, pre-writer introduction. They just kind of show up in the middle of a fight, and then you kind of get a little preview of how their like dynamic with their villains are going to work. Yeah. I think um I think Revice Re- 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 Revis will be a greater season than Saber. It's already it's already lined up to be pretty damn solid. Uh, the crossover with Saber was a fun little jaunt. It tells us about who the characters are in Revis by just a little bit. I love the little dynamic that they have together. Yes, and as an epilogue for Saber, Saber wrapped up well. It was a happy ending. Everybody ended up where they should have been. Maybe some characters should have died along the way, but I, I I was happy with it. I agree. Uh, in general, I think Saber was good. Are there better seasons? Oh yeah, 
yeah, other the, yeah, seasons. Uh, oh yeah. So it's time to pump up Ghost because it's written by the same guy. Uh, <clears throat> Ghost, <throat> Ghost was his better work. Yeah, which is amazing to say. I thought for sure Saber was going to be his second chance at doing a uh, a better better thing than Ghost, but no, Ghost was actually quite a bit better than this. I would say. Like the main character of Ghost doesn't really change, but at the same time, it's not that serious of a show for the main character at the very least. And to be honest, it it, it does wonderful things with its big cast. Yeah, it's got a big cast that the characters Everybody, fucking change. They die. Yeah, pe- they pe- grow. People are going through. Yeah, people go through arcs. Characters that you'd never thought would be that deep. Um, like there's a character named Igor who's introduced as like the evil scientist, the villains. He's in it for the whole thing. Yeah, and there's this which was surprising. There's this little he goes arc. through an arc. Yeah, there's this little this side arc with um the tertiary writer, and you see. We, you see him like, oh, he's an evil writer, and oh, he goes to the park. Oh, the, he's gonna be—he's gonna either be really cheaply turned to the side of good, or he's gonna be a fucking asshole and br- break it all down. But no, it's like this really emotional thing where this old lady is like, "You remind me of me and my when we were young," and then she keeps giving him takoyaki because she like she understands that he is thinking really deeply about stuff and he just needs somebody to give him some support and it's such a beautiful moment because he realizes that he being good suits his suits his purposes better and he has a conflict of interest about that because he doesn't want to believe it and then when he becomes a good guy holy shit one of the best fight scenes in the franchise one of just the best emotional moments he comes in, he's got this goofy fucking sweater on that the old lady, did, did the old lady pass away when that happened? I think that's what made it. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, pa- she passed away. and that, that That's what did it for him. Yeah, and her granddaughter like leaves him this beautifully, very intricately knitted sweater. And that's the, what gets him. And it's just, it's just a great thing. It's not emotionally deep. It's not that serious, but the show isn't that serious. Things aren't that tightly designed in Ghost. It's not like the most amazing thing ever, but I actually kind of have to say Ghost might be in the second half, the better half of the of the common rider shows we've watched so far. We'll have to see. Anyhow, those are my closing thoughts. Ghost was a little better. Hello? Yeah. Um, Saber is like a like a C plus or a B minus. It's not terrible. I, I'm sh- I'm sure the chuds on Twitter make it out worse than it actually is. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're like. Mm. Story is is problematic. <laughs> uh, look. <laughs> like okay, if, if 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 you watch Saber and you you come out, like, I couldn't finish. I'm not gonna blame you. Like if you couldn't finish it, I, I'm Ghost not, is not, I'm not for saying, everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody. It's got a very different, very campy tone. Yeah. Um. Again, I I encourage everyone to try it. It's free to watch. It's not. It's not not gonna cost you any money. Just just check it out. See if you like it. Yep. Anyhow. I think that's about it. Yes, I think that uh, wraps up our opinions on Saber. And uh, we're looking 
and we are looking very, very forward to see where Revis uh, goes. And I, uh, this will not be the end of Saber, as uh, as I mentioned before. There's the Zenkaiger crossover movie that hasn't come. Uh, well, we're not getting it legally, but it's not on DVD, so somebody can sub it. And uh, they're doing an epilogue movie, and Saber will most likely be back for the inevitable anniversary movie this winter. Yep. And that'll be fun to see. That we will probably not get until May, so we can uh, be like, Th that's a movie. That was it's a movie, and it, and it came out, for sure, this month that we were reviewing it. Definitely didn't come out four months ago. We love you.